Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. different da, da, da. <laughs> so we're just gonna jump right into the next thing <laughs> that does feel weird because <laughs> you always have like music or things going on and so what I'm gonna start out with uh, I believe God gave me something uh, just for us and that before we get into the message and so I'm gonna do try to do my best uh, to share this and so we're gonna go over to mark Chapter 4, my message today is faith or fear. So I think it's a timely message with what we're uh, faced with right now. Over in Mark chapter 4, we're going we're gonna to be talking about uh, a story there. But I want you to go over to verse 33. So we're going to do like a, like a Bible study this morning. Are you okay with that? When I was in Oklahoma, I uh, bought a new Bible. And my husband was like, you bought a new Bible again? Like, do you need another Bible? Like, I was really getting the questions. And I was like, I don't need this right now. <laughs> and then after I walked away, I thought, that's just like you needing a new gun. <laughs> I was like, I, sh- I thought of it too late. <laughs> I needed to be quicker at that. But like he needs new guns. Wink, wink. I got a new Bible. Because, you know, I like having a new Bible. And the, the sole purpose for this Bible was really to be at my house, like to study with. But, you know, the bad thing about new Bibles is like nothing's marked in it. And that's the only thing I really hate about getting a new Bible is like having to go through and mark everything again. But I will persevere and do it. And so, yeah, I got a new Bible. And so I'll probably bring, it is not this Bible, but it's a lot thicker, but I'm actually really excited. So I love the word because when you live by the word and you get more revelation of the word, it empowers your life. And so when you're not in the Word that much, it just seems like something you can do away with. It's really not that important, but it really is. And so you can see that the devil tries to steal the Word from you the moment you get into it. And so you just got to stick with it. And the more you stick with it, the easier it becomes. Then you find yourself in the Word more because you're hungry for it. But I came across a scripture this morning, and I thought it was really good. And it is verse, chapter 4, Mark chapter 4, verse 33. It says, And with many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. And so we all know Jesus taught people by parables or stories. But look at the next scripture. It says, But without a parable, he did not speak to them. And when they were alone... He explained all things to his disciples. 
And so when you look at this scripture in different translations, it'll say like, he never spoke to them without using parables, but would wait until they were alone before he explained their meanings to his disciples. And so I'm just going to talk to you. I got a lot of or people in here that nobody's really new. You've all been around for a while. But I believe God has something to say in this moment. And it's just simply, I looked at that scripture, and you can, uh, there were disciples that Jesus had that were close, but then there were those that he took aside with him. And so many times, especially in this day and in this hour, we can be really busy and just think that a pastor's just a man. Uh, we listen to him on Sunday mornings with everybody else, and then we leave and we go and do our, our work week. And then we, we don't think about it until we come back the next Sunday. But it really stood out to me that, that more came out of Jesus, more revelation, more understanding, more clarity, with those that made a choice to get closer to Jesus. And so when I looked at my own life, we have purpose to get close to ministers that we felt God's leading us to. We're not that way with everybody and anybody. But there were some pastors, Pastor uh, Lewis and Linda Karsten. Oh my goodness, we have known them for years. Like we know the ins and outs of all the family. And you, you know, you know the good, you know the dirt, you know. You know. But there, because we have gotten closer, we have gotten more understanding of the word of God, of healing, faith, and they have helped us come to a new level. Same thing, then Pastor Mark and Miss Trina, we met them through our pastors. And so there's open doors through your pastor that you need to walk through. But you'll never walk through those doors or come up higher as long as you stay way back here with everybody else. But when you're conscious to make the decision like, okay, I'm going to be right by you. I'm going to spend time with you. Those doors begin to open up. More doors, more doors open up unto your life. Does that make sense? And so it's brought us to a higher level. However, now Pastor Mark and Miss Trina, we are very close with them because when they came into our life, we were aware. God's, God's made this relationship. And so if God's brought this relationship, God has things, they have things that I need. And so one was, when we were coming into this building, we were at the old building still, and I saw this building just driving by and something went off in my spirit. And so when we started, I knew that the faith of Pastor Mark was what we needed to go to a new level of faith. But it doesn't mean that there's no sacrifice on your side. Because there will be sacrifices that you have to make to make that happen. But I just, 
I just believe that God was speaking that to us this morning. And uh, I just believe that God has more for you. Amen. And especially in this hour, God's got things for you to do. And as you come up with him and move forward, then more clarity comes for your life, wisdom, revelation of the word, and just of making decisions. And so um, I'm thankful for those relationships. Just last week, I was uh, at my mom's and on power of attorney and lots of things to do and decisions and she's just making a turn she's not she didn't die or anything it kind of sounds like that but she just uh, went to the hospital she fell at her house and she's just getting to the place where she can't be by herself then she's got different things going on and there's some dementia and wow that's very interesting <laughs> and so um, we just believe she actually probably has had that and it's just showing up this year and so it's getting a little bit more. And so um, I had to pick where she was going to go. That's a big decision. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm going through all these things. And then on top of that, we have the election. I did vote before I left. I made sure my vote was counted. <laughs> Hopefully it didn't get lost somewhere. <laughs> but that was my only option. So I'm like, all right, Lord. I'm <laughs> just praying over it, making sure, Lord, you keep up with this. <laughs> but it's only one. <laughs> And so, but I did do that before I left because that's important. But I'm just doing, and one morning as I was getting ready, guess who I got a text from? Pastor Trina. And she said, hey, just wanted you to know. It wasn't a nice fluffy message, but it was directly just from the heart of God. And so um, it said something beginning like, you know, I'm in a prayer group with Miss Trina, and so... Uh, our prayer group has been praying for pastors in the last two weeks a lot in their families, and which I knew. And then she said, so your hands are lifted up and the blood has been applied. That's all she said. But it was just one thing, just that that she said brought comfort to my spirit and help in that moment. You ever had those moments? If you haven't had those moments with pastor, shame on you. Because you should have those moments. And so that just means, and maybe you haven't been here that long, or maybe you've just kind of been in and out, but it's time to jump in and get closer. Help lift his arms up. I'm here, pastor. I'm with you. Like, all you look around, the numbers of COVID are what? Going back up? How they go up so large margins, I'm really curious to know, but we'll just go and leave that right there. <laughs> leave it right there to the side. <laughs> but you see, it's becoming a big stir. And so you see people that are like, oh, I'm not going to go. No, I don't want to be there. No. And that's all well and good. It's just where people are, and I, I get it. I don't want to get sick either. <laughs> but in the midst of that, Let's not forget we have a pastor, and he needs us to help lift his arms and be an encouragement. But in the, in the midst of that, he will have a word from God, or me, <laughs> a word from God in that moment that lifts your spirit. And so it just seems, you know, in this day and time, that'll... Uh, 
pastors are kind of getting forgot about. <laughs> and so I just, I don't know, it was just in my heart. I had no intention of talking about that at all, but that scripture kept, even uh, the last few days just kept standing out. I'm like, why do I keep going to that scripture? And then God brings the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And so I just encourage you to, to come in a little closer and let God take you to a new level in your life, in your marriage, your kids, every aspect of your life. God wants to be involved with, and he has a plan, and to bring that plan forward. And so praise God. The word is good. The word helps you just in those moments. The word instructs and gives wisdom for us. And so I'm thankful for the word that always brings wisdom and hope. And so now we're going to keep moving. <laughs> I just say, it's actually a short message, but it'll probably take a longer time. That's usually how it works. You know, when you first, uh, when we were in Bible school, we had to do, um, I was in the evangelist group, and pastor was in the pastor's group. And what was funny about that was I was, I'm quiet, just kind of mind my own business, you know, kind of like Grayson, that's me. <laughs> And but I knew God told me to go to the evangelist group and when I got in there I'm thinking this is not me like loud blah blah you know like reach it and I'm like okay Lord but I know you said the evangelist group and uh, when they started talking about the heart of an evangelist like I had tears just rolling down my face so God knew what's he knows what's in you and so pastor was like the loud, boisterous one, center of attention, like, hey, I'm here. And he went in the pastor's group, and I always laughed and said, you should be in the evangelist group, not me. And that was always kind of the joke, but here we are <laughs> doing our thing, and we knew we would be pastors, so praise God. God's plans are not always our plans, but they're good. So when we come to church, I just thought of this, like when you're at church, coming to church, you're at the right place at the right time doing the right things with the right people. Right, right, right. Isn't that awesome? Coming to church. So you're doing, you're doing what the word says. Yes, you're doing what the word says. You're not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. You're making sure that you're doing it. And so God will reward us for that. So we're going to get... Uh, talk about this story. Mark chapter 4. We're going to go down to verse 35 now. You may be familiar with this story. And so I just have a message on faith or fear. Especially now in this time. You, you, I'm sure that fear has crept in. And so we're just going to identify some things today. And we're going to walk out of here fully assured with faith. That's a good thing. So, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you that you're going to open our eyes to see, and you're going to flood our hearts with light today. In Jesus' name, amen. So, verse 35 says, On the same day, when evening had come, so he was telling all the people these stories, and you know, we could say preaching or ministering, but he, he did it in parables. So he'd been doing this all day, and so now they're going to go somewhere, get on a boat. And when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. So he told them the direction right from the get-go. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. 
and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling up the boat. But he was in the stern asleep. Isn't that nice? On a pillow. <laughs> you ever... That cracks me up for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I have an odd sense of humor, but to say it like that, he was, instead of just saying Jesus was asleep, I mean, they're really described on a pillow. And so it's not like he's just sitting up, like kind of dozing off. I mean, he was intentful to go lay down and go to sleep. His head's on a pillow. <laughs> oh, that just makes me laugh. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? They thought they were dying. You ever, you ever been in a situation where you thought, I don't know, up or down or sideways, and I think I'm going to lose my life? Or if God doesn't show up, this is the end. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, these are his disciples, Why are you so fearful? And how is it that you have no faith? I know, I, I believe pastors talked about this maybe not too long ago. And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? So Jesus, this storm was coming. The storm was getting inside the boat. Have you ever been in life where the storm felt like it was getting inside you? Because it's all you can think about. It's how bad it is. And how am I going to get out of this? I think we've all been there at some point in time in our life. And Jesus was asleep. So the men on this boat were skilled. They weren't just, you know, fishermen that he just picked up on the side. This is what they do. And so they're skilled at what they do. They're skilled at how to handle when storms come. But when they had done all that they knew to do, they thought they were going to lose their life because they didn't know what to do now and that they were going to die. And Jesus was sleeping. So the way they saw their future was death by storm. So they were crying out to Jesus to do something. And look at what Jesus asked them. He said, why are you so fearful? And how is it? How is it that you don't have any faith? How is it when you've walked all these years with God, been right in arms with Jesus, you've heard all his stories, you've even been close to Jesus, how is it that fear came? Well, in my mind, I think, well, how could you ask me that? <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> but we see the heart of Jesus, that he's fully assured that it doesn't matter what it is, that he'll prevail, and that he has authority. He asked them if there was an option. He asked them as if there was an option to be afraid. So you think about that today. So Jesus said, let us go to the other side. Remember, in the very beginning, he, he declared what it was going to be. Let us go to the other side. But then the circumstance arose in the middle of it, and it didn't look like we were going to the other side. It looked like we were going to drown. 
So even in our nation, it can look like that today. Oh, God, what, where are you? What's going on? Like, look at all the up, everything, everybody's against each other and things. It's just a lot of disruption. And you can fear for your own life. But you don't have to. Because God is still on the throne. Jesus is still at his right hand. And they have made a way. And so when you look at the Bible, when there were things that came up, God split the path. God intervened. And when God showed up, everybody knew it was God. <laughs> you didn't question it. So you go over to Mark chapter 5. another story while he was still speaking some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said your daughter is dead why trouble the teacher any further as soon as Jesus heard those words that was spoken he said to the ruler of the synagogue do not be afraid only believe well if it was my daughter <laughs> and I was like she's not breathing and Jesus walks up he's saying hey just stop. Stop. You don't need to be afraid. Only believe. You say, well, what do you believe? Believe God's word. Believe that Jesus is here. Believe that the Son of God will save even me and my child. Your perspective really changes when you don't stay down on the fear side. But you make the choice to say, I'm going to choose to trust God. I'm going to believe God and believe his word. And you'll see it come to pass. And so when you are conscious of only your circumstance, like it's pouring into you because it's all you can think of, right? We've all been there. Obsessed of what's around you. And it drowns out his very presence that's in you. You ever been there where something happens and it's the only thing you can think of? Because we are just human. But we have you done it so much to where you can't even see God anymore? You can't see his word, can't hear him, because that's all you see and all you're thinking of. So there's been a lot of moments in the last week where I've had to just separate myself and come on God's side. Because you can really get sucked in when you see a parent uh, changing and they're not the parent that you knew. And then you hear the doctor's reports. And so you may say, well, why aren't you praying for healing for your mom? Because I'm just being led and I know where she's been for a lot of years. And so when I asked God, how do I pray before I went? He said, peace, Just pray for peace. And so that's what I pray for every day for her. But you know, the one thing that she needs most is peace. Through, through and through, she needs peace. In her mind, just be at rest. And so God knows exactly how to help you in the times of trouble. 
the times of need, the times of confusion, the times of being weary. His grace, the Bible says his grace is sufficient. And so if it's sufficient, it doesn't mean he just has a little tiny drop of it to give you and then it's going to be hard the rest of the way. No, if it says his grace is sufficient, it means it can carry you all the way through to the other side and see it through. And so uh, when you let God help you in that way, you'll have victory on the other side and he'll carry you all the way through. And you'll see the hand of God in every aspect. And so that's what I've been seeing. I have lived this out <laughs> this last week. And so when you go, and so over in Mark chapter 5, what we just read, he said, only believe. And so ignoring his presence and forgetting his promise. What's his promise? You just find a scripture in the Bible, and it's God's promise to you. Whatever you're going through. We have scripture, like uh, uh, confession books that we have made in our church. If you don't have one, find out how you can get one. And so whatever, it has like anger, uh, death, it has uh, finances, anything you can think of, need a job, or just any aspect of life, children. And there are scriptures, promises that you can stand on and take to God. This is the promise I have that you, you have said to me. And not ignoring his presence in you because he lives in you. But fear activates the thing you are afraid of. We all know that, right? So God says don't do it. So don't fear, but he told us what to do in place of fear. So he tells you what to do over and he said don't fear, only believe. And so if I'm if any fear gets into my life and fear comes in all shapes and all forms, just a normal everyday living, it doesn't, it's, always, it's not always spooky and scary. <laughs> but he said believe. Over in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verse 3. It says Jehoshaphat feared. Well, let's, let's read the scriptures before so you can understand it. So it, it happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you. Okay. <laughs> Can't you just feel the... <gasps> a great multitude. They're coming against you from beyond the sea. And Jehoshaphat, what did he do? It says he feared and set himself to seek the Lord, proclaimed a fast through all Judah. So when fear came to him, what did he do? He didn't start talking about it and keep uh, making the fear bigger and bigger and bigger. He didn't say anything, but he went to the Lord. I'm going to seek God. What does God want me to do? What promise do I have from God that he's going to take care of me? That I will live and I will not die. 
And so he tells us to believe. And so we, every time God will give us a promise and we'll see his presence. Every time. When fear comes, there's two things that God will give you. He'll give you a promise and the promise will be from his word. Have you ever had the Holy Spirit uh, tell you, just kind of come up out of you a scripture? You're like, oh, I know that scripture. Or I think that's in the Bible. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He reminds you what God says and how much God's for you. That he's not against you. And you'll see his presence fulfilled in your life. So every time you look to the Lord, these two things will be. Always. He's always got a promise for you. And his presence will not leave you. Over in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, it says, Do not be afraid. Why? For I am with you. I am your God. Let nothing terrify you. And sometimes there's choices we make in life, right? Sometimes there's choices we make in life that made it go the other way. (laughs) That we didn't want it to go. But that doesn't mean God left and God quit on you because you made the wrong choice. There are so many times throughout my life I made the wrong choice. But you know who was there through all of it? Jesus. He was always there. He always had a way out. He always got me out. He always presented something new. Even when I was a teenager or a kid, When I look back, when you look back on your life, we can always think of the negative, right? And the bad things that happened. But look at how many times God saved you. That he brought you out. Did you ever think that it was just you and all your great wisdom? No. It was Jesus and all his great wisdom. And the help of the Holy Spirit that placed you, brought you out placed you here or brought this person in your life that aided you. And so God always is there to help us and help us to not fear. And even in this moment in time, we don't have to fear what's coming of the world. And if you find yourself getting scared, one, you should just stop listening to the news Because they paint a really grim picture. And half of it, three quarters of it, is just not true. And so they'll make it look like it's going one way. But it's really going God's way. And so the more, uh, if you find yourself just being scared, just get into the word. Find a scripture. Like over in Isaiah... Here's a good one. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. Have you not known, have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? So it may look like God disappeared off the face of the earth. He hasn't. 
His understanding is unsearchable. So he has plans that you don't even know about. Wow. God's got plans that I don't know about, but I can find them out. He gives power to the weak. I'm so thankful for that. Or strength. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Do you feel like you could use some strength? I could. <laughs> Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, a lot of times we read that and think, oh, that, that sounds good. That's nice for the moment. But he means it. And so God's presence, God's word is how that happens. When I read God's word, it lifts me up. And it makes me feel like a giant. And that I can conquer anything. Have you ever come to a service, God's presence shows up, and you're like, oh, that was such a good service today. And you feel energized and strengthened like the Hulk. Like you could conquer anything and you're not worried about all the stuff that's going on. You ever thought about that? In those moments that you don't even think about that? There's something about God's presence that lifts you up and identifies you with his word and who he's made you to be. Those are the good things about getting into the word of God. And I know sometimes it's a struggle. Maybe every time it's a struggle. But if you just do it, like the Nike, just do it. If you just make yourself do it, you'll find that you get more strength and that your view changes and that you begin to see things like God sees them. And then you begin to have things as God has declared in his word. Because now I have, I'm thinking like the word and then I'm talking like the word because if you're in the word, you'll talk like the word. When you're not in the word, you talk about all the circumstances and everything that the media is putting in front of you. <laughs> no, we don't want to do that. <laughs> so, praise God, he's on our side. He's for us, not against us. So he said, I will make you strong and help you. I will protect you and I will save you. Over in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, it says, there is no fear in love. There's something about God's love. It says that perfect love casts out fear. So have you ever had a friend come to you in distress? They really messed up. My husband's going to be mad at me. My wife's going to be mad at me. My, my family's going to hate me. I, I really messed up. Come to you distressed. And the moment... You wrap your arms around them and just love on them and say, everything's going to work out. It's going to be okay. You're going to see. It's all going to work out. In that moment, 
is love, right? And in that moment, I'm no longer fearful because you have given me assurance of just saying it's going to work out. We might have to get through some things, but it's going to work out. Kids, the best thing we can do for our children is love them. Sandy gave me a book a long time ago. It was about loving your kids, and like she was like, oh, this is such a great book, and it was. Finding out about your kids and then loving. It's not always the easiest thing to do when you're in the moment of tension or in the moment of whatever, but you know what? We're human. <laughs> We're not perfect, and we don't have to be perfect. But if we love each other the way God loves the Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. There is no fear in God's love. And so you can really see that I can live over here on this side and be fretful all the time and scared and fearful of my life and what, what is the world coming to and where is God in all this and maybe there's things going on or maybe there's no money and you're like, oh, God, God has a plan. His plan will always be. Or I can come over on God's side and make a choice. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to believe his word. And I will see it come to pass. I may not see it right now, this moment. But I will see God's word come to pass in my life, in my family, every area of my life, and especially in America. And so I just had that in my heart, faith versus fear, or fear versus faith. Whose side are you going to be on? Are you going to be on God's side? Are you going to, this is a great season to get on God's side, to jump in before he comes. God's getting ready. He's getting ready to show up. And when he shows up, the people of God are going to be at rest. Because you're going to be like, that's my God. God didn't forget you. God isn't sitting down somewhere. He is at peace. Even though the world is uproared, God's not moved. And so if God's not moved... We shouldn't be moved. And so the only way you're not moved is just declare what God says. So there's something I like to say. Uh, Pastor Trina had this word like years ago, but it always applies. And so we find ourselves always saying it. God is on my side. For the blood has been applied. Every need shall be supplied. So I enter into rest. For I know that I am blessed. I have passed the test. That one can hang you up. Because the minute you say that, your mind says, oh, no, you haven't. You have passed the test in God's eyes. And I will get God's best. That's it. But I love it. It simply puts my assurance in God. He's on my side. I don't need to fear. The Bible says, if God be for you, who can be against you? 
The uh, Bible also says that the devil's going to come. He's going to look real scary. But he's been defeated. That Jesus gave you the keys to the kingdom. He has given you authority. But as long as you feel like and act like you don't know that, the devil will scare you all the time. Nope. He may come, and it may look scary, but we stand up in the face of adversity. There's another scripture that says, we are not of those that back down, but we stand in the face of adversity and declare, God is on my side. <laughs> in the face of it. And so it's just, it's an hour and a day to be bold. Not to be scared. Because, and God will help you to not be fearful. And he'll help you to stand strong. You just got to lean on him. So remember, this week you're going to turn your TV off, the news. Because the more you listen to it, the more it pulls you in. And it's just like, I don't know what's up and what's down and where. Everybody say something different. That's true. Because <laughs> they are all over the place. But God's going to have the last word in everything. And we know that God's will will prevail. And God's word will stand in the end. And so it's a good day. If you have Jesus in your heart, it's a good day for you. Because God's abundantly pouring out blessings. Did more than you, just like we sang today, more than you could ever think of, dare think of is what it says. Like just try to think of the best of the best and God's going to top that. His blessings to you. And joy, your joy will be fulfilled. Praise God. So you can go ahead and stand. So I think I got done a little earlier than what Pastor does. That's a good thing. So he's probably still going in his class. <laughs> so next week, I'm going to be downstairs doing the class. And you'll have Pastor next week. And so we just kind of flip-flop when we're doing growth track. But... There, there was a full class down there. I went down there to check it out. There were a lot of people in there. So that is a good thing. We're growing. People are coming. They're not staying home, being scared. Praise God. So, Father, we thank you for today. I thank you that you're helping us, Lord, to stand. You're helping us to not be fearful and helping us, Lord, to stand strong for you and to declare your word. Lord, I thank you that the will of God is prevailing in our lives and upon this nation. Lord, we honor you in anything that you want to do in this church. We say do it. We thank you that we are strong as a church. We are growing stronger, more in unity, in the faith. And therefore, we are ministering to this city like never before, that we are a light to this city and we are a help to those around us. So we thank you for the supply now. In Jesus' name, amen.
subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites, which can be found at our website, gvchurch.tv. We know that today's message has been a blessing to you. Thanks for listening. We are Genesee Valley Church, loving God, loving people, and loving life.